0: You are listening to A Good Catholic Podcast.
1: We're back, everyone. Uh, The next newest edition of A Good Catholic Podcast is live from my basement. (laughs) It's very home alone in here. (laughs) We've got the furnace on the uh, other side of the wall that's looking very scary, so hopefully it won't turn on in the middle of all this. And uh, we got two special guests here. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves, but I can uh, definitely... Kind of speak for them is that they're pretty awesome. So, why don't you go and let us know who's on the other side of the mic? So, one of us here is Michael. Uh,
2: he is in his uh, fifth year overall of seminary, uh, Mount St. Mary Seminary. Uh, and so, that is third theology. So, God willing, he'll be ordained a deacon uh, this coming May. Uh, and then, one more year, uh, a priest and then i'll introduce my friend
0: sitting next to me we have uh, Norman, who is just a year behind so he's in his fourth year of seminary overall second theology and yeah it's good to to be here on the, the podcast
1: oh yeah and uh we're gonna have you speak for each other the rest of the time <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. great cool I yeah we know it, each other well enough to do that <laughs> <I> think, perhaps <laughs> the, yeah and that's going to be the true mark of today's episode if you can speak <laughs> for the other person for 30 minutes then you know you are an authentic friend so. yeah uh yeah we're really excited to have y'all thanks for for being here and so um today yeah to really open up this I guess bag of worms with friendship. We—it's kind of the buzzword, and especially um, if you're out in any kind of a new evangelization or discipleship arena. There's this talk of friendship and authentic friendship and accompanying and you know incarnational evangelization, like all these buzzwords that I know you guys have heard. And I've heard um, mm-hmm. for many, many years it sometimes gets lost in the wash of like, what the hell does all that mean? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to incarnate and evangelize? You know, Mm. like, what does that look like for me? Mm. So to really kind of boil it down and to kind of unpack um, the truths that are within those kind of buzzwords and to really speak into, okay, what does it mean to be a friend? Simply, like, what does it actually mean to be a friend? Um, Mm -hmm. From my perspective with the young adults um, and the young adult world is – There isn't just a ton of authentic friendship because you either move to a new area or you take a new job and then you're just like thrown into this Mm -hmm. um, kind of pool of Mm -hmm. just people. And I don't know where to turn. I don't know who to go to. um, I don't know... You know, if anybody respects, you know, my beliefs, especially if I am a faithful Catholic or trying to be a faithful Catholic, like, what does that sound like? Mm-hmm. Or what does that mm-hmm. look like? So um, on the young adult perspective, it's definitely a need to to kind of um, understand a little bit more. So, yeah, what's y'all's experience been like, you know, at the Mount and kind of with um, just in life before uh, the seminary? Mm-hmm. So we can start, I guess, with you, Bavino. Yeah. Uh, what, what's it been like kind of? Uh, going into seminary like, what do you think seminary would be like especially with having all these like catholic guys to learn from and to walk with um and, you know was it what you thought it would be or is it something very different
0: so my experience of going into seminary um was much like my experience going into a lot of things growing up um ref- whereas, whereas reflecting back on my time entering seminary, I see that I was behind the eight ball quite a bit, um, behind behind the curve a little bit, in the sense that I didn't really know what to expect, and I didn't really have any concrete expectations regarding really much other than I knew that I was going to be getting back into to school, you know, taking classes, and that I would continue. You know, making making the spiritual life a very central, integral part of my life, which was something that I was cultivating prior to seminary. Um, but but going into seminary, I didn't have many expectations as to what to expect, um, what it would look like exactly. I did I did think that a lot of, if not all of the other guys in seminary would, would have maybe a similar mindset as me in terms of, um, evangelization and, uh, a life of prayer, things like that. And, and I, I discovered that that wasn't necessarily the, necessarily the case. Um, not, not necessarily for the worst. Um, I discovered that a lot of guys were a lot more, rooted in the Catholic tradition in the church than I was. Um, I was still somewhat new to the richness of Catholicism and, um, and then I also saw some things that that were maybe, um, not so good. Um, I think there can be a tendency towards, uh, negativity and cynicism in any community where people are living together. Um, and you, you begin to be really good at, as one seminarian said, finding the, the faults in others and overlooking them in yourself. And so I think...
1: I thought that's what being Catholic was. <laughs> Is, am I wrong? Well, Brad, we can talk about that when we get to authentic uh, oh, community. yeah. Gosh, I skipped in that French- part. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but, but so... Um, they're both good and bad things that I, things that I didn't anticipate, um, I saw when I came into seminary. Um,
1: yeah. 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 What about you, Norm? Was it similar? Like, was there a lot of the, you know, like, kind of what Michael is saying of uh, thinking it would be like this or not necessarily knowing what it would mm-hmm. be like, um, you know, kind of changing your, your viewpoint going into it. Was it similar or did mm-hmm. you kind of have, okay, like. I kind of had a good idea going into it.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know that I honestly thought too much about uh, like what friendships would be like in seminary, uh, but I, looking back on it, like I think I can say that I was very fortunate having gone to Franciscan University where I did my undergrad, um, <clears throat> and being involved with a household there, uh, with so I was in a very tight group of uh, of. Uh, guy, friends, uh, brothers, um, uh, we spent a lot of time together, uh, in prayer, uh, just hanging out outside of prayer, um, calling each other on, uh, to holiness. And so that, that's a very unique experience that I know a lot of people, a lot of, you know, even Catholics don't, uh, have, or haven't been privileged to have that experience. Um, but then, uh, in between college and seminary for me, I taught, uh, at a school, of seventh and eighth graders and um, uh, and this was a secular school. And so uh, while I was there, I didn't have the, the same kind of deep friendships that I had at college. And it took me a while, uh, maybe six months or so, my first year of teaching, that I began to realize that that's what I was missing. Uh, I was experiencing a kind of loneliness that I hadn't experienced before. Um, there's almost at times a, a kind of like, uh, feeling stagnant that like, I wasn't growing either in my faith so much, even though I was still praying every day, uh, going to mass as much as I could. Um, there was a kind of stagnancy there. Uh, and also stagnancy, I think intellectually, uh, in that like, other than prepping lessons for my students, um, I wasn't learning so much kind of new material. Um, and so I think that's, uh, one thing like that I had in college, you know, through household was learning from my brothers. Mm. Um, and then I've also experienced that in seminary as well. Um, and that's something maybe I didn't expect. Uh, obviously we learn a lot in our classes, um, a lot, but I think I learned just as much from casual conversations over meals, yeah. uh, hanging out together, um, <clears throat> just like little things, like nuances or different uh, perspectives of the, of the faith. Uh, you learn from talking with other guys. So I think that's something uh, yeah, that I didn't expect,
1: but I've have, have gotten a lot out of. That's great. Uh, yeah, that whole idea of learning from someone or kind of like taking the nuggets from someone, um, it usually is kind of reserved for the teacher and the student role. Mm-hmm. And so this whole idea of, oh, I can do this with my friends or the people that I am getting closer to, I can actually be edified spiritually or you know virtuously whatever it may be um that seems to be something that often comes up in like the surprising nature of oh yeah like these friendships that i have you know now that are maybe more spiritual in nature or people who identify with you on a spiritual nature Mm -hmm. are um those relationships go super deep super fast because you are growing together yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, for for me personally in college you know i i didn't really necessarily have friends that went to that level with me i had really good guys that we had a great time hanging out and being together we genuinely cared for each other and loved each other yeah. um you know but there wasn't that whole like next level of our souls weren't necessarily friends with each other mm-hmm. if that makes sense sure. so when i did starting having those spiritual friends it was like oh my gosh like there's a whole different level yeah. like it feels so much more full yeah. um yeah. and so that's really cool that you brought that up because that would be something i wouldn't expect to be there Mm-hmm. Uh, if I did go to seminary, um, mm-hmm. but Brad, you're married, I, I am not married. allowed. <laughs> Dang it! I so I, <laughs> I, I won't send in my application. So. Um, newly married, everyone. So uh-huh. and I have a baby mm-hmm. coming in May. So that's yeah. what I've been doing the last few days is painting a nursery. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, what y'all think of the nursery? Do you like it? I saw it. It looked. Oh, yeah. It looked like a nice creamy white. There okay. okay. Yeah. See, that's what my wife says. <laughs> and <laughs> in, in truth, Bivino and I just looked at it. and We're like, it's white. It looks nice. <laughs> but then I decided I need to, you know, not be in the doghouse. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knew that colors could
0: be refined beyond Roy G. Biv? I didn't know that. Who's Roy? Roy. Yeah. The colors of the rainbow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, another no, thing I wasn't taught. Orange, school. yellow,
2: yeah. green,
1: blue, indigo, violet. <laughs> Apparently, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, all colors aside, uh, I think that the friendship is uh, uh, <laughs> its such a unique thing because there's so many different levels of it, um, like colors, right? You know, different shades of wow. friendship. Wow. Yeah. yeah, mark that down, listeners. It's um, a great <laughs> transition. So it, to get more into it then, like, what has it been for you now, like, going into... Um, I guess now that you're years into seminary at this point, you know, those friendships that maybe started forming, you know, how are they now? Is Mm -hmm. that universal in seminary? You know, what are the things that, you know, maybe the lay listener doesn't necessarily know that uh, would help them with their own priest or with their own, you know, friends who are discerning or Mm -hmm. in seminary? Um, Mm -hmm. Is friendship good in seminary? Like, are they solid? Or do -hmm. they also need, like, do our men who are discerning this radical call, mm. um, is it also vital for us to invest in them mm. from the lay side?
2: Mm. Yeah, I, have a, I mean, a lot of different kind of ideas uh, skirting through my mind right now. But um, I think one particular aspect uh, about seminary especially is uh, the kind of the factor of intentionality in friendships. Uh, it's really easy at seminary just to, um, just to go with the flow and, um, not try. Uh, like you can, you can feel, uh, befriended and you can feel like you have many friends. Um, and you can feel love supported and as though you can feel as though you're not lonely. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you don't feel lonely, but, uh, you can do all that without trying. Uh, mm-hmm. which is, uh, interesting because um, those friendships then like aren't as deep. So like, for instance, the the example I sometimes use, I've talked with other guys about this too, is um, it's really easy. uh, Like we go from class to class. uh, Well, from mass in the morning to class together to the dining hall and back again, do the same thing. So we do all these things together. You're next to each other, like parallel with one another. Um, But that doesn't necessarily lead to deep depth in friendship. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, to go then that, that next step uh, requires intentionality requires me like actually trying to get to know you in particular uh, and going out of my way to say make time uh, for you in particular um, you know uh, it's kind of a could be a weird scenario too I think sometimes going down to the dining hall um, and I mean it's really nice like you you feel comfortable sitting next to any guy because everyone's so nice Um, So that's great in one respect, but Mm -hmm. in the same respect, there's no intentionality there. Uh, You know, you're sitting next to, you know, just whoever you happen to sit down next to. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah.
1: yeah, I love that. Like the intentionality is a really important piece of anything, right? Much more than just relating. Mm-hmm. So, like, how's that look like for you guys? You know, because there are a couple of other of our friends, you know, like personal friends of mine that are down there at the mount with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that look like intentionally between you guys? You know, mm-hmm. the the group of you that are um, down there together.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think one of the one of the important dimensions is uh, is keeping in mind that as Norm said, it's easy to just spend time with guys and you have, you know, 150 plus to choose from and who you end up with on various occasion, depending on which class you're in, um, you know, who, who's living on your floor type of things. But as Norm said, it's important to be intentional also about, about how you, um, cultivate those more, um, proximate friendships, the, the friendships that go a little bit deeper, um, and, and to do that requires you to be, you know, intentional with your time in the sense that, uh, it's not just going to happen accidentally. You have to, um, schedule it in, make time to, to do things together. Um, So, for example, we as a a diocese will get dinner once a week together and, you know, usually the conversation is pretty free flowing, but there will be times where we'll have a more um, spiritually oriented conversation. Uh, We certainly pray together every week. We'll pray the rosary uh, once a week together.
2: Of, of those, right? And then allowing for one, more you have kind
0: of like spontaneous, formalized interactions well. with one another. Um, All right, we're going to eat as a diocese once
2: a week. I have probably, that set in my schedule. Uh, uh, but then you also have the spontaneous grab pieces. One, and I think both like are necessary. Um, yeah, for authentic friendship. Uh, I think one kind of allows uh, allows an opportunity to, to like kind of take down the walls. Maybe the more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, which then allows for deeper conversations to yeah, happen. Yeah, um, yeah. right. Because the conversation that takes
0: place in the structured setting, you know, that can be good, but oftentimes that can only get you so far in terms of depth, I think. Right. Is that consistent with your experience, Brad?
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that, you know, because a lot of what does... You know, as a focus missionary, a former focus missionary, right? Um, We all were taught about being incarnational with people, Mm -hmm. and that was, you know, we were taught how to relate to people. Um, And then you got like this stereotypical missionary who's just like, "Hey, I'm cool. Like, I can relate to everything." You know, Um, and in a way, it's kind of a a, like a a shtick or a cliche. But in in another way, it's actually vital. Kind of what you guys were saying of. You have to be able to just connect on a human level with mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. Uh, which I yeah. think is the first, um, step, right. If we're trying to be practical with these things, you know, we can talk about what these things mean, but also, well, how do I put them into my life? So mm-hmm. for me, that was a big question, especially during my formation as a missionary was, okay, I'm learning all these things like it's very similar, you know, what mm-hmm. you guys are, y'all are going way deeper, but, um still formation Mm -hmm. of uh, like, okay, these truths, these things about the Catholic faith, um, spiritual revelations are all great. How do I condense this into, I can have a conversation with someone um, in a deep way while just hanging out. Mm -hmm. So, but but the first step is vital. You can't expect to go to that depth of, you know, relationship spiritually or whatever without first just knowing each other. So it was so important to just, Um, I guess, um, earn people's trust and then earn people's, I guess, um, love in a way, like a fraternal love where they wanted to know you. They wanted to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I put a lot of emphasis, especially when I talk to others about this kind of stuff. Like, just go be a friend. Just go hang out with someone. Mm -hmm. Just go spend time with someone. Mm -hmm. And, Really, you know, for me, that was, you know, watching football or watching a sports game or drinking a beer. Um, You know, for others, it might be going to a coffee shop or going Um, And reading and talking about a book, you know, that you both like, you know, or playing frisbee, you know, like with Steve, our other friend, that uh, he actually Steve, who was the uh, founder of this podcast. (laughs) We had him on an earlier podcast. And is now a seminary himself. (laughs) He is. You know, I'm just friends with seminarians. Um, (laughs) I love my wife very, very much. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like those kind of things is, you know, just being in in next to someone mm-hmm. um and, and yeah. doing things that you enjoy
2: though i like to describe it as wasting time yeah. together That that's probably someone else who who phrased it that way but i think that really captures it and it's actually kind of providential that we're having this conversation this podcast today because uh michael and i have just spent the past week living in a rectory together um and while we were close beforehand uh like being from the same diocese spending the past uh three and a half years in seminary together um like we've grown close over the years but i think this past week has uh kind of developed a a newer depth uh and that came primarily through wasting time together uh we had some really deep conversations like on various car rides throughout this past week in american accents or (laughs) (laughs) in all kinds of accents (laughs) (laughs) bright That was like British going into Australian, I think. Hey, you know. Norm's very fluid with his accents. (laughs) Something I wouldn't have known
0: had I not. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) That makes my point. Not that that's a very deep
2: thing to know about (laughs) somebody. Yeah, but it's it's exactly those little things that you wouldn't know, like, had we just sat down for lunch and done a question and answer kind of thing. Right. It's through wasting time together. Like, we we colored pictures on Sunday. That's Um, great. That, for like two hours.
1: That's, that's awesome. Was awesome. it like the the paint and the lines, or did you just? They were Nickelodeon coloring, coloring books. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not quite as noble <laughs> as that, but I think
0: I think the um, th- this image came to my mind of these little sort of windows, these little um, snapshots of of a person into into their soul, which you get through these moments of. I think what it is is it's uh, a revelation of, of the person. Yeah. Um, and you see it just by by sort of being attentive to
1: the person and being attentive to, to what they're doing, what they're saying. Yeah, those uh, snapshots are really, really cool of like seeing someone like the, um, um, the, the coloring or using the different kind of... Um, I guess accents and the dialects, like those are snapshots that you guys are sharing, especially mm-hmm. at this rectory, mm-hmm. that no one else is going to have. So you can't go up to any of your other friends and be like, "Hey, remember that time we did this thing? You yeah. know, like, and we were just like crazy or we did whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no one really can relate to you in that way. Same right. thing like going on a hike together or seeing like a, yeah. you know, I, I you hear this all the time. Oh, remember that view that we saw on that hike? Well. If you weren't on the hike, you're not going to see the view, and that's that specific view, that specific time, mm-hmm. that unique um, moment of wasting time, quote unquote. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's not wasting time. You know, that's yeah, what yeah. you know. We yeah. we technically are just like being together, but it's more of just a leisure together where you have time available that you're choosing to spend with the other and to spend to open yourself up a little bit to the other. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, this is the depth of my soul. Like, you know, I I think a lot of times in Catholic circles, uh, young adult circles, um, poorly, you know, um, uh, relational or poorly related friendships can actually go there too fast where it's like, You have to be my friend. I have to be your friend. We have to be authentic with each other. So we're going to just
0: share our souls. So let's do that between the hours of 3 and 4 p.m. Yes. Saturday. Right,
1: on Saturday. And if it's only that, right, you know, in my instance, like if discipleship, you know, where I met with students one hour a week um, Mm -hmm. formally. If it was only that hour, that's not truly, like, relating to them. That's not truly being a friend. That's, like... Okay, let's open up this little like part of you that wants to be more spiritual Mm -hmm. and let's go there, which is good. But if it's only in that moment, only in that formal nature of this is the time I give you, sir, for this part of my soul, you know, let's walk for two steps. um, It kind of falls flat on its face because then you kind of are wasting your time, Mm -hmm. you know, with that where you are just kind of like spinning your wheels. Because you have no emotional bank account. You have no, you know, shared experiences. You have no shared, uh, real, I guess, like things to relate to. Mm-hmm. So I love those examples of just sitting in a car and acting like, you know, crazy, you know, accents. Yeah. Um, to some people, it might some sound... Some accents are pretty good there, Brad. I gotta really? Say. Yeah. 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 Did someone just show up in our room? It's a long car, ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, I think that that's really great, and that's a really great example of, of all of that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess like now going into our our next part of our lives, you know, you guys are going back to seminary. Um, you guys have a little bit more time together, correct? Mm-hmm. Is there like a week or so before you have to go back or do you have longer than that?
2: Uh, we'll head back this coming weekend actually, Great. so a couple of days. Yeah. yeah,
1: so a few more days, right? So for all of us out there, especially in the podcast world who you know are uh, maybe on their own island or are leaving a group of or, or transitioning out of like saying being home for the holidays or moving from one place to another where they don't have any friends. Like, what are those things that are really important that you guys have found? I know if you could share with someone to say, hey, like, you might feel like you're going it alone, but these are some, you know, best how-tos to, you know, either making friends or keeping those friends that you you have.
0: I think maybe just a couple. This isn't won't cover every everything, but... Um, might sound overly pious but um, pray for the Lord to lead you to to friends and pray that he'll provide friends for you who will help lead you to him and and then be attentive to to the people that you you find yourself with that um, could be at work could be getting coffee could be any anything um, at, at mass at church Um, and then I think some practical suggestions maybe are, um, doing things that, that you like to do or going to places that you like to go and, and just trying to connect with people there and not, you know, not going zero to 60 with somebody right away, but, but just connecting with them, Brad, as you've been saying on on a natural level, um, Maybe you enjoy, I don't know, going to coffee shops or bookstores. Um, and so go to a coffee shop or a bookstore and and go out on a limb a little bit and approach somebody and talk to them and uh, don't be weird about it, but just try to be, be natural and and um, friendly with them and, and see where the conversations lead.
1: I love that. Like being yourself, right? Because that's often the the first part that a lot of people aren't, um, they're unwilling to be vulnerable is just to be themselves. Right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. they would rather go deep and share their knowledge of the faith or their knowledge of whatever, mm-hmm. um, versus just being themselves. It's like this facade right. that they put up that says, okay, this is my best self. I'm showing you my best self. Um, that's mm-hmm. all you're going to get. Yeah. So yeah, just being normal you don't have to be like i don't have to be like you guys you don't have to be like me yeah um but there's somebody out there Mary's
0: very grateful for that
1: (laughs) she is (laughs) she often tells me that i should be better but now i can tell her that i'm okay right where i'm at Uh, so but like in that idea of uh like you there's somebody out there that only you can really relate to and if you're never like opening up to just kind of invite them into five minutes of really just hanging out you know, you're 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 not going to really you know meet somebody mm-hmm. that way, you know, mm-hmm. fraternally. Um, yeah, yeah. What about Norm? What do you think? Uh,
2: I think uh the word that that you just hit on vulnerability. Um, yeah. that yeah, going deeper in friendship, even starting a friendship requires a, a certain kind of boldness, uh and a certain kind of courage to, yes, yeah, as we're kind of all hinting at, like uh putting down the walls, um. And I think it's interesting too, uh, like as you're saying, you know, we can go deep in the faith and go deep in like our knowledge of some subject that's means a lot to us, but that's still not quite the same depth as me sharing, kind of my personality and allowing my Mm -hmm. personality to come out with you. Um, And I think that's kind of the the depth uh, of friendship that we all desire deeply is uh, is to know a person, not their knowledge. Right. as interesting as that might be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it requires a certain kind of vulnerability, um, and, and honesty. Mm-hmm. um, so that's something I'm not always great at. Uh, I, I can be pretty reserved and, and it takes me a, a long time to kind of let down my walls a little bit. Uh, but I think that's also where again, like wasting time with each other, you know, quote unquote comes in. Yeah. Um, help us, helps facilitate. That. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Yeah. And those are all really great. And so I, it's just so, um, it's such a hard topic to really like digest. And I mean, we're only on 30 minutes here, 35 Mm -hmm. minutes in a podcast. Like what can we really, you know, can we really break it down? Mm -hmm. The fullness Mm -hmm. of what being a friend actually means? No. Mm -hmm. Um, But that next, that first step of true authentic friendship is really, really important. And I think we can obtain that. And we see that, right. If, if we are trying to be faithful and we are trying to grow in the spiritual life Well, we look at jesus as like the model of being a friend yeah. you know um not like the corny jesus is a friend of mine song but like <laughs> yeah. in, in a true way i don't know uh, what you're talking about man. i heard you playing on repeat <laughs> that was y'all's car ride the accents and that song uh, yeah busted but yeah in in those in those moments of like okay you know like what did What was Jesus like to the friends that he had? Mm -hmm. And at the very, like, base of it all is, you know, he was God, but he also was a brother. He was Mm -hmm. a a man. He was a friend. And so Mm -hmm. he showed his personality in so many different ways. And we have examples of that all all over the place of him Mm -hmm. crying, him laughing. I'm sure, you know, if he's God, he's probably the most funny person, like, funny person in the world, right? Because God
0: (laughs) created humor. He had a sense of humor.
1: He did. And so, like, we often take away the personality of Jesus because it's like, okay, Jesus said this. Jesus taught this. Jesus was this. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, of like a very pious mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. Um, which he was, he was God. But he allowed his like relationship with God first to really infuse the way in which he acted with others. And so he wasn't afraid of, oh, like, I'm not going to be cool or I'm not going to be my personality is going to put people off. He mm-hmm. knew that he first was the son of God. Mm-hmm. And he knew that he had a father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for all of those listening, I, I really implore you to just be yourself, but in the eyes of God, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. first go to him to tell you who you are and then really rely on that. If you don't like sports at all, don't. Go to a sports <laughs> bar and try to make friends. Yeah. Um, go to the place that you want. If you are someone who likes poetry or you know spoken word or music, like, go to an open mic night and meet mm-hmm. people there. Like you don't have to fit into a mold mm-hmm. um, that the world tells you. And so, um, but that has to come from God first. Like we can't do that without, Mm -hmm. so what you guys were saying earlier about praying was so nice of Mm -hmm. just, yeah. Like I think if anybody listens to this over and over again, like this, like these episodes and this podcast, they're going to hear that word prayer Mm -hmm. because it all starts with that. And then from that, we can actually just go and be like, Hey, I like this. You like this. Let's go do that, Mm -hmm. you know, virtuously. Um, together and then you know see what happens see what blossoms out of that yeah um and i love your example because y'all are doing that in seminary and mm-hmm. i and i think it's it's transforming lives like our, the you know our mutual friends see it in them see it in you guys so yeah. um yeah that's my perspective on the like where do we go from this is mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just own it that you are important and you are good um yeah. and then go meet somebody else that shares that Mm-hmm. Whatever that is with them, yeah. and then you're already halfway there to evangelizing, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the next step is just like sharing your life with each other and mm-hmm. then learning, infusing the truths from the church and from our faith into that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that point about prayer too, because I think there that adds another level of depth to a friendship. Uh, you know, even praying in silence, ne- like next to someone, uh, going to the chapel together, uh, even if you're praying separately alongside each other like i know at least for myself i've felt a deeper connection to people as i'm sitting next to them in the church right um you know we don't even have to exchange words with one another but there's a a deeper connection there that we are one body we are the mystical body of christ Mm -hmm. um and i think that could even be felt like tangibly
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah if you know any uh final words of wisdom
0: just um yeah um the the saying comes to mind show me who your friends are and i'll show you who you'll become and when i when i'm looking for this can sound like a dating ad but what I, what what i'm <laughs> coming what from I, seminary, which, which you know? i'm not dating yet. <laughs> what i'm looking what i what i think of as a good friend is someone who is better than me um someone who challenges me not necessarily even by their words or by their uh encouragements or corrections but their manner of life when when i'm around them it challenges me to want to be better Uh, and so i think those are the sorts of people that we want to really surround ourselves with because one they're a little bit more rare and hard to find Um, beauty tends to conceal itself i think in some ways and so they're they're hard to find, but also, um, it it's challenging because it challenges us in a way that makes us feel uncomfortable. Um, but don't let that uncomfortableness um, end there. Let it let it transform you. Uh, let the witness of of those people um, challenge you and and encourage you to to be a better you know, man, a better seminarian, a better priest, a better friend, better husband. Um, those are the sorts of people that, that you're really privileged to, to be with
1: and to be friends with. Yeah, man, that's uh, just some really good stuff. Uh, and I think to wrap up here is like, to not overblow, you know, not to like go too much into like, Um, the intellectual side of friendship but Mm. to really just the heart of it um, Mm. just just to relate to people so i to wrap some of the 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 key the top um, points that we had here today was really well for one pray Mm -hmm. as always yeah pray find out who you are like if you can't relate to god first you know how are you going to relate to anybody else yeah um and i think you guys really you know hit the nail on the head with that earlier And, and secondly you know just find out from that you know relationship that you have with god and that identity you have and who you are you know really be open to like standing on that and to sharing that with others mm-hmm. and to find those others that are kind of like that as well and to be vulnerable and just saying hey do you want to share some time with me start there mm-hmm. and then being intentional uh, really intentional about Not just staying there, you know, when the time comes to be like, yeah, this is good friend. You know, we're starting to use accents in the car. Like all these things are really really good. (laughs) Um, But to really challenge each other to go, okay, what's the next step? You Mm -hmm. know, where are we going with this? Is it just going to be us being friends because we we need friends or we're insecure? Mm -hmm. Or is it, okay, we have really good friends that are going to challenge us to be the people who we're meant to be. The people who God, you know, created us to be. And to, and there, that's the evangelist, that's the evangelistic nature of it. Mm -hmm. That's the incarnational, um, nature of that is where Jesus comes into that relationship saying, all right, great. You're walking towards me. I'm going to be there with you guys. Mm -hmm. So those three aspects of prayer, of vulnerability, and then also intentionality are Mm -hmm. are really, really important and often get overlooked because, you know, like as we said, it's so often it goes to, I just have to be perfect and I have to know how to be a friend before I can actually be a friend. Mm -hmm. So versus trying it so guys i thank you so much for being here um podcast listeners thanks for uh sticking around through all the furnaces and the doorbells (laughs) (laughs) and the uh very scary dungeony basement that we are currently in Uh, we survived guys yeah good job amen thanks
2: for having us thanks for having us brad
1: yeah um so anything that we can uh you know pray for you guys What, what anything
0: yeah pray for uh good pray for us to be good holy um
2: joyful priests we can do that is a request that i have <laughs> All right, about you norm uh and michael's also going to be ordained in may so he could use prayers yeah right. ordained to the transitional diaconate yeah please pray for that uh and for myself uh yeah continued uh confidence and also joy moving forward uh in my own discernment and vocation uh as Uh, And as well as for the people that uh, we're blessed to minister to in seminary through our uh, our, uh, practices and ministerial
1: practices. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. We'll keep that in prayer. We'll uh, lift that up for all you guys out there. Go make some friends. Try to, you know, work on that this next week, maybe. (laughs) Until next time, this is a good Catholic podcast where it is um, always a pleasure to... Have our friends on our show with us, and then also to have you listening. So send us an email um, at a good catholic podcast at gmail.com. dot com, and uh, find us uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll be there, um, either your iTunes or your um, you know podcast app, whatever it is. Look for us, share us. Share us with your friend. Go make a friend, and then tell them about this podcast. So that way, we could uh, maybe segue, have segue, Yeah, maybe we could have more than ten people listen. But those ten, we love you, and we are praying for you. So, until next time, peace.